the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. We recognise their enduring connection to this land, their culture and their ongoing contribution to these regions. We also recognise and pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging of the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal nations. May we all continue to learn from and support their rich cultural heritage and work towards reconciliation and mutual respect with Australia's First Nations people. G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I think all of them are three-syllable surnames at the moment too, which is only even better. Uh, and man, the jo- shot. Yeah, you and, and I. the shot. Are you doing Burgesson. the classic? Yeah, and yeah. And shot. Ferguson. Gabe Davis is the prototype for everything is wrong with fantasy. Aussie. Like, I just see you guys taking my coaching tips. I feel like a, a proud dad right now, you know? NFL. He accused me of being really hypocritical the last time I touched anything that came in a red jersey, too, by the way. I just want that on the record. Fantasy. And she goes, no, what the no. hell is Aussie NFL fantasy? Oh, my God, that's actually Taylor Stiggy. <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Here's your uh, soundbite, Maddie. Like, I just see you guys taking my coaching tips. I feel like a, a proud dad right now. You know. All right, we are back for the most popular show of the week, ladies and gentlemen. For the Aussie Gridiron Network, we are the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. This show is the one where opinion, which you've got plenty of from the last two shows, meets the market value. And Tay, what is it you try to test in a mock draft, just for those who haven't given it a bash? Yeah, look, um, I, I spoke a little bit about it on one of the previous shows, but in general, it's just trying to try different uh, ideas you might be having if you're going into a certain mock draft. If you know we're going to do a ten team here, if you've got a ten teamer coming up, and you're like, oh, look, I've, all the mocks I've ever done so far, I've always gone two running backs first, or I've always gone a wide receiver and uh, and running back and had parity. This is an opportunity to do something different and just try it and see what happens and see what falls to you. Um, that Obviously, there's no guarantee that what falls to you in a mock draft falls to you in a, in a real draft, but at least it gives you an idea of what's going to come and, you know, you can actually, you know, work out sort of different strategies and don't get completely bamboozled by some weirdo taking two tight ends in the first uh, first round that uh, I won't name any names. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a really good exercise. I'll be honest, like I find 16 teamers the best thing to mock because I find that the people that get to you often do get to you in mock in, in all the mocks. So there's a decent idea on who you're going to have. And obviously, there's there's really not a lot of names like past the third and fourth round that you're really stoked on. So you've got to really have some sort of idea on what you're doing. Uh, but in these ten teamers, it's a perfect opportunity to just take a shot on something you haven't seen and, and work it out at the end and go, all right, this is a strategy that worked or this isn't, and just punt it. Now, Major, what do you try to get out of doing mock drafting? Because I mean, we do a bunch of them here. What are you trying to learn from it? What are you trying to show off? Yeah, mainly experimentation, mainly seeing where the guys I love, <laughs> Ayuk, <laughs> go in drafts. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to name drop one guy that's obviously the guy that I'm going to take in the seventh round or something this draft. But anyway, I digress. I, I think what Taylor says is correct. It's a lot about experimentation, seeing where where guys go, seeing what strategies work, seeing what... Yeah, where you can get that QB, where you can get that second flex guy. It's just really interesting. So, honestly, that's what I love about mock drafts. I think I'm going to do a lot more this week as well. It's going to be going to be a fun week getting prepared for all the real drafts that are coming up. 100%. This is the season for it. And, and a big treat for everybody next week is that we're going to have... It's still the same that we've been doing through the weeks of, of keeping up the divisional uh, fantasy analysis shows. But then we're going to have... 
a big old 16-team mock draft at the end of the week, which would be great. And we've got a special guest lined up for that who uh, whose name I cannot divulge. So you're going to have to Ooh. hang out to find out who that is. Fellas, um, we've mm, sprinkled ourselves across the board in a way that we often do. There was that really nice one where there were five of us in there, real world five picks in a row, and that was fantastic for sniping. Today, team one and two are clear, and then we've got Tay at pick three. Team four, five, six, clear. Manjot at seven, eight, nine, and Maddie at the arsehole. And nice to see Manjot in the middle again. We'll have to fire up the uh, Malcolm in the Middle (laughs) theme song for that. (laughs) Yes, we do. All right, nah, fellas, what are we looking to do? We, we need to kick this sucker off, don't we? Because yeah, yep. God, we, we had a couple of we've had a couple of big shows this week, and I think we're all feeling a bit battle weary. Um, so we, we probably want to get this up before before we lose all our steam. Yeah. Oh man, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't had any hot like you know big strong takes this week at all, mate. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I like to think we've been pretty cool by art this week. Like you know, yeah, absolutely, all, yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> agreement, show, mate. We just agreed on everything. No conflict of any sort. No calling each other out. No calling each other names. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. I feel a little ashamed. I called you stupid, by the way. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, I'll be honest. I don't. Outside of you um, telling me to grow up, I, I don't feel like I heard anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very organic moment. I didn't know that was going to oh, happen. I was- it was. I, I feel like everything after that was just like I had nothing else. I was like, that is the pinnacle. Like <laughs> being told to grow up. It's like you could have almost said anything else in the world, and I would have just been like, no, nah, I've got to, I've got to fight this more. But as soon as you said that, I was like, uh, I have nothing, <laughs> nothing else to rebut that with. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm sitting here now, wiping away tears of laughter. This is so funny. It's just <laughs> nice to know that a little earworm got you when you've been carrying it around. <laughs> it's nice to know something finally. So I just don't know how to react to this. <laughs> uh, it got it got fun. For those who haven't caught the show, go and find it. That was uh, the running back <laughs> special that we put out before the divisional show. So there's an extra one this week for all you hardcore trekkies. We're kicking off this draft, and what I've done for this week, especially just because we've got uh, – it's been a big week. We're, we're going on a 90-second clock, so that will force us to talk quickly. I pick one, yeah, look, Catherine's um, going to go, and then Jefferson goes too. Tay, you got some options. Yeah, look, you guys did the mock draft last week because I had to jump off. Uh, I spoke about Chase uh, being pretty dominant this year, and then I, I sort of talked about why I believe he's going to actually take a further step forward this year and actually put more distance between himself and T. Higgins. Uh, and Chase actually went number one in your guys' draft that night. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I, a part of me wanted to go at four and see what a Eckler build looked like, but at this, I, I just can't say, say no to Chase. Like, I think he's a massive chance of being the wide receiver one this year, so I'm going to take him. I think you can mess with that logic, right? Uh, so then Eckler goes and Kelsey and then Cooper Cup. So far, pretty much everything going the way expected for your pick at mm. seven, Manjot? Yeah, I was eyeing Tyreek Hill. And obviously, I've talked about how I think he can get 2K yards this year. I'm going to go with Tyreek and get him at seven. Yeah, I feel like it's been it's almost exactly by ADP of sleeper so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny that you sometimes just get one that goes exactly to chalk in the first round? I think- I think there's probably not a lot of surprises looking at what I've got as to what I'm likely to take. Saquon Barkley had been high for me and then low for me while he was going through all his uh, conundrums and then high again. Um, And it's hard not to take him, staring him down, because I I rate him quite highly. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. And then on the way around, um, I haven't got enough of this guy in drafts. And and, and it's not... I'm not going to go off my own ranking card here. Usually I would just Devante Adams the hell out of this and move on with my life. But this is kind of that rare chance to get a piece of CD lamb where I just never take him because either I haven't reached to get him or he's gone before where I usually sort of take him because I like a guy like Devante more. So I'm just going to take him and just see what my team looks like with doing that. Just So it's still a wide receiver and running back like I might usually take at this point, but just mixing it up. You, oh. I, and Ian did a 16 teamer uh, just as a mock last night and somehow CD got to me at the 16th pick. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. I'll just right. take him there. I, Smash I'm accept. completely fine of him there. All right, so we've got Chubb and Mahomes go next. So 
Here at the third pick of the round is the first quarterback. Man, you up for the fourth pick of the second round. Yeah, I'm sitting on Tyreek Hill. I'm going to double down receiver. And because I just don't trust any of the running backs here, uh, my choice is a coin flip essentially between AJ Brown and Devontae Adams. I think yeah. I trust Brown a little bit more right now. So I'm going to go AJ Brown. After you completely ring hold Jimmy Garoppolo last night. Yeah, I can absolutely see why you're not trusting Devontae Adams. Funny how then the next couple of picks are Devontae Adams and a couple of the running backs that um, you found hard to trust, Taylor and Derek Henry, who's an ancient 29 years old. He must be washed, Tay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there's a grin. He's not even drawn, but he grinned. He's the... Uh, he's just an absolute outlier, though. The bloke is an absolute fucking yeah. spirit. He's going to send people to the fucking shadow realm. If his arm's not too old. Interesting situation here for me. I've got this weird situation where, like, I'm not absolutely – obviously, Jacobs has his issues. I I don't mind Pollard here. Um, I've normally taken him at the end of uh, 16-teamers. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Pollard. I I think it's silly not to because I've got him ranked, I think, what, fifth or sixth. I think it's silly not to. Um, His ADP has remained remarkably stable too. This is a month later and he's still 23 where he had been 24 the first mock we did. Yeah, it was it was more like I was sitting there going, do I jump into the Mark Andrews or high to- high quarterback Ooh. just to sort of change it up? Like I have not taken Mark Andrews in one mock I have done on this show or oh, me by myself. Uh, I, but at the same time, I was kind of like, well, I don't think I'm ever going to take him, so it kind of just seems mm. silly to do it just for the sake of it. Like I, yeah. I kind of want to take some people that I feel like I'm at least a chance of taking. Uh, it's fallen back to me here. Surely, surely uh, you do it, hey. Surely, what am surely I doing? You do. uh, after after last night, after last night, after last night, surely, surely, Ramondre. Nah, too high. I want to get Josh Allen. Ooh. Oh, so it was Pollard, uh, then Jacobs, Andrews, Waddle, some Brown in the turn before Tay gets Allen. Do you want to quickly describe that Hertz, one, Tay? Hertz is my number one. I get it. I just yeah. wanted to see a different build with with Josh Allen. Um, I, even though I have him at three, I think he could easily be the one this year. Like I, yeah. I, the, yeah. I was never trying to talk down Josh Allen. I just I, I've got big ups for Jalen Hurts in that passing game this year, and obviously Mahomes is Mahomes, so. I, I kind of had him at three, but I just wanted to see what my build looked like with Josh Allen at the top. Yeah, fair enough. T. Higgins, Ramondre Stevenson, and then Hurts go before Manjot's pick at seventh in the round. Yeah, damn it. I want a Hurts, man. I was going to stack that <laughs> up. I was yeah, going to stack it. Yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm, this time I'm going to Purdy's still available. Purdy's still there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Purdy, well, Purdy. I'm going to go running back and go to Najee. Hope for yeah. one on the turn. I do not mind a bit of Najee this year. Um, Moister than a no Levy Oyster goes in the eighth spot. Devonna Smith goes a pick before me, which is a pity because I probably would have taken him. Um, I don't think it'll be a heap of surprise. The players who I'm looking at here with the ADPs they have is that there's a bit of Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, and Jamar Gibbs is the running backs. And then you get uh, guys like Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf, and even Debo as the wide receivers. So um, the, the name on that list that pops from the guys that I love is Travis Etienne. And on the way back, man, this is one of those ones where if you don't take a guy here and tell you, you would know a lot about this from having drafted this in big league, 16-team league drafts, you've been doing a lot. You've been picking from the 16. Um, so if you want a guy, you just have to go and get them because they just yep. will not be there the next time around. Even if it's a reach. Yeah. And I think... Like in a 16-team league, that's 100% what I would do here and go and reach and grab one of these running backs because the easiest spot to fill is your wide receiver too, right? Um, they grow on trees in a 16-team league in a way that, well, everything kind of grows on trees in a 10-team league by comparison. So in, in that setting, I would do that, but I'm going to stick with DK Metcalf and just take the value on him being in the fourth round. My goodness, the fourth round. I, Lamar Jackson. I feel like Manjot just uh, died a little with that pick in 402. Lamar Jackson goes yeah. right next. Did you die, brother? At least it was at 402, I not did. 403. Can I, can I have full disclosure? When I said that I was considering Mark Andrews at the end of that second round, I was legitimately just going to take Lamar with it. I was oh. like, I'm just going to completely blow this thing up and just go like a Raven stack. And I'm like, nah, I'm definitely not going to do that in real life. So 
I'll pass to Benjo. <laughs> wonder what league we'd have to get you to play in to do that and survive the season oh, with it. I don't know. We'll work on, a, oh, we'll work on some God. prize if you can do it. <laughs> this is like Mandrop water bet territory right now because the Brees Hall water bet's going on. Jameer Gibbs water bet's going on. Debo Samuel water bet yes. going on. So there's a lot of guys I love right now. I've, I've been taking too much Debo recently, so I'm passing him this time. Um, Brees Hall, still, I, I've been cooling off a bit on him. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. Let's water bet that shit. Let's go. Ooh, this is Katari Kill, AJ Brown, Najee Harris, and Jameer Gibbs in his core so far. Mixon and Burrow go next as a Bengals swing, and then Debo, the pick right before Tay. Tay, your team at the moment is Chase Pollard and Josh Allen. One of each. Is it tight end time? Yeah, I don't normally like going the onesie positions that quickly. And when I say yeah. onesie, I mean obviously the positions you're only playing one of, uh, your quarterback and tight end in this situation. There's definitely guys I sort of like at tight end a little bit later. I'm going to go ahead and go Keenan Allen here. I've taken him in a lot of yeah, boxes and I just, think, yeah. uh, I just think that charges offense is going to the moon this year. Uh, Pretty good value on, um, on Keenan Allen too. He's, you know, that's like the 17th wide receiver. So I love the value. And uh, I love the value on this guy even more. I'm taking Amari Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper. So it was Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, and Kenneth Walker as a running back trio straight after Tay's pick before Hawkinson dropped off right in front of the Amari Cooper pick. And now it's been Kittle, Drake London, and Calvin Ridley as another just a pile of pass catches go. Manjot, you're up on the clock. Two and two. Perfect balance. <laughs> yeah, like Thanos, you know, perfect balance. <laughs> all things should be. Here comes the Justin um, Fields pick. Here it comes, guys. I can hear it in the distance. I'm going with the other Justin. I'm going Justin Herbert. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Justin go with him. Can I just say, like, off the top of my head, I actually think Herbert in the fifth is actually way better than honestly taking Mahomes and Allen in that early. I, I really do. Like, I know that's obviously going against what I've done, but I just mean in general, like, I think he's on, I think Herbert's like a discount version of Mahomes this year. Like, I think he's going to be like 90% of him. And honestly, compared to what you can get in that second and third round, I think he's actually really smart at taking the fifth. Yeah, I love that idea because there's a world where he can finish in that top three without having to spend that kind of money on him. Yeah. I've gone ahead and seen Dobbins and Watson go in front of me. So, at 5'10", I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins. It seems absurd to be getting him at the end of the fifth round this late in the preseason, knowing he's at a team as well. And yeah, here I'm just, presented to Can I just jump in there too? There was obviously the injury news for Traylon Burks, which obviously probably just makes uh, Hopkins wide receiver one uh, case even stronger. I know it was actually not bad news, so it looks like he's only going to miss two or three weeks, but yeah. you know, Hopkins is just locked and loaded for that one. Plates wobble, isn't it, though? Gets people yeah. all jumpy. Uh, at this point, I, I'm still sticking by my... I'm just going to be the last guy to take a quarterback now because five, six, six are gone. So I'm now in the minority. Um, so I might as well sit it out. That means to me, I don't believe in Kyle Pitts, who would be the next guy. And then you get the tier of Goddard's and Gerald Everett's and uh, yeah, Evan Engram. So I'm going to stick with, um, with the running back and wide receivers here. And I'm going to go and pick up Miles Sanders... At this point here, uh, at sixth round, I feel like that's about the right spot. I think Maddie's the one person in the world that's actually higher than me. I'm Noel Sanders. You've taken him everywhere. Oh, yeah. If he gets to me, I just take him. I, I just don't see a world where he's not going to return sixth round value. Come on. What's going to happen? So, I, completely, I completely agree. Confidence. No, uh, no, no flights between us there. How about that? Oh, kumbaya. Come, <laughs> give me a cuddle, mate. Give me a cuddle. Uh, Jerry Judy and Terry McLaurin <laughs> go next. <laughs> you would that would be a meaty cuddle. <laughs> uh man, you're up at sixth and the fourth round in uh, fourth pick in the sixth round. Where are you looking? Um I'm gonna go simply, I'm gonna go running back. This guy's gonna get a lot of volume on a very shit team, I reckon. I think he's gonna do pretty well. I think Damian Pierce is the pick here. He he just seems like a guy I haven't gotten much in redraft. I've obviously got him in Dynasty recently, but yeah. I think just getting him in redraft would be good for my teams. I think he's primed for a decent year this year. Have a go at the guys that go around him, though. Madison and Connor, I think any of those three yeah. are pretty great value. Like, there's a real sweet spot of running back there. That's a sting to my nutsack, uh, the way I was sort of building this, because, like, they're normally the guys that sort of fall to me, uh, Madison and Connor. They're sort of yeah. the end of a tier for me at running back. I, I'm not in on Swift. 
Uh, I'm still unsure about what Kamara does like with his suspension. And as my running back two, uh, I don't think I can do it. Um, Talked a bit about Cam Akers this week too, and I know that you're not high, high on him, him. I'm going to do something a little strange again. This is just sort of the strange draft for me. I'm just trying to take it in a little bit different direction. Got it. Oh, Walla. Walla! <laughs> yep. I felt like I'd read I'm, the tea leaves on that. <laughs> I'm more, uh, yeah, I know. It's all, it's often been got it for me, but I don't know. I'm in on Walla this year, and I'm getting more in on him as the, the just been absolute, like, awesome uh, talk about him in camp. Like, they apparently they had to take him off the field because Daniel Jones was passing, into, passing to him too much. So, like, they That's had right, to right. actually go, we need to actually run the rest of the offense, so we have to actually take this guy <laughs> off the field. Um, hey Dan, have like, you met the other guys? <laughs> I'll be honest. That's too, why they're talking about Gronk going there, too. <laughs> I... I wanted to weed out the running back field a little bit because a guy I like the next most is actually pretty far down. So I was like, I hope a few go uh, because I'm definitely taking a reach and I'm taking my boy. Oh, okay. We'll explain this because before your pick last round, it was DJ Moore. Then you take Waller, Chris Godwin, and then Trevor Lawrence wrap out that round. On the way back, Alvin Kamara and Justin Fields go. Your boy's David Montgomery. This is water bet territory where Banjot's got and got Gibbs in the fourth round and you've got Montgomery in the seventh. So this is putting your money where your mouth is, boys. I love it. Yep, absolutely. On the keep on going, we've got DeAndre <laughs> Swift, know, Mike Williams, and Care Makers before Manjot's up. Can at I just put it out there that I'm actually the highest on Gibbs out of all three of us, which seems amazing. That's right. In terms of that ratings. <laughs> I just hedged. I just put the two next to each other. I went, fuck it. I, can I just quickly say, I know me just on the clock. I actually know I'll let him pick and then I'll say it. Yeah, look, um, I know I used there. I know I used there, but this time I'm going in a different direction. I'm just going to take Dallas God and let Taylor talk. Yeah. I was I was just going to say, like, my my chat that I've done between Montgomery and Gibbs has never been anti-Gibbs. I, I think you guys would understand that. Like, even yep. when we first started chatting... The, the, the big part of the water bet I wanted was the touches because I feel like he's going to have – Montgomery's going to have a huge a lion's share of the uh, <laughs> rushing, which to me predicates him to have a bigger workload in terms of touches. I think Gibbs will do more with the touches he gets. So I'm not, I'm not saying Gibbs is not going to be ridiculously fantasy relevant. I've got him back-to-back in my rankings. I'm just saying that I think Montgomery at the value, we just saw fourth round, seventh round. I think he's just such value. So that's why I'm taking him everywhere. And I find it hard to take Gibbs when I really want to get Montgomery later. Yeah, I mean, I can completely understand that. I think where you get those splits, where you go, okay, if overall they score about the same, I just want to front load it and take the guy who's going to get more points, even though he's just not as popular. I totally get that. Totally, totally I'll gladly go around early, at least on Montgomery, just to get him. That's uh, honestly, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a world record of having the same player on every team. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be <laughs> so early on him everywhere. I've got a giant, a cowboy, a jaguar, a seahawk, a titan, a panther, and I'm about to own a jet because I'm gonna take Darwin Cook here as my fourth running back in the seventh round. His ADP hasn't really changed this week, even though he's had the news where he is a jet. Uh, and what it does is it frees me up to take a real nice big swing a little further down the wide receiver tree because I feel like a lot of these guys are going to be gone by the time we get back since so many teams have got their tight end and so many teams have got their quarterback, yet I am holding out on all of them. And I'm going to come down and take Jordan Addison and start having a shot, as Brendan would say, a moonshot, and take him. Can I just, can I just say, Matty, it is the weirdest feeling having my quarterback and tight end done so early. It, like, I'm normally looking for both. At, at best, one of them. Yeah. It's it's like almost freeing the fact I can just go running back and wide receiver. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that's going to be what I want to do at draft day. Who the fuck are you and what have you done with Taylor? That's the question. We're agreeing. I know, I know. You've got your Stop quarterback me. and your tight end. Ta- blink twice if you're being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Man just on the clock watching both Javante and Brandon Ayuk, his boys. Pains. Pains. I wanted... I wanted Javante. I wanted Javante, man. I'll be straight up. I was thinking about Javante. I wasn't even thinking about Ayuk. I'm I'm sorry, Ayuk. I'm sorry. I didn't think about you this time. Um, I'm going to go for another one, my boys, though. Um, I see see Christian Kirk there. I'm going to take him. To fix you. Sorry, that's a standard funeral song. Yeah. (laughs) We sang it. We sang it at Taylor's. Pretend funeral when Derek Henry died a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, absolutely. Man, it lives Plastic. on. Deontay Plastic. Johnson and Hollywood. 
go next before Jack Prescott, who gets a sack whack, goes right in front of Taylor. A crushing blow to not have him as your quarterback too behind Josh Allen. I know. Yeah. Will you be okay? I'm devastated, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Jack this year. We all know it. Um, <laughs> um, this is a good opportunity. I I recently what are you do? Uh, this earlier this week. I actually brought this guy up in my running back rankings. I. Um, I had to move it around a little bit yeah. later in the week, obviously, when all the stuff happened with obviously uh, Delvin. But um, I'm going to take I'm going to take the other cook. I'm going to take the captain. Yes, the captain James Cook goes. That's the eighth of the eighth, which is a fantastic spot to get your third running back and feel pretty good about him. Mike Evans and Michael Pittman wrap out the round. Isaiah Pacheco and Jackson Smith Najigba go in the next round. This is a ninth round, and Taylor's team looks like this. Jamar Chase, Tony Pollard, Josh Allen, Keenan Allen, the Allen brothers right there, Amari Cooper, Darren Waller, and then Montgomery and James, the captain, Cook. Means that you've got three each running back wide receiver, and then you've got your, yeah, as you said, your quarterback and your tight end is all solved, and you've got absolute freedom, but also yeah, perfect balance, Thanos. I know, and it's that normally I don't have perfect balance either. It's such a weird yeah. Taylor team. Yeah. It's just, it's very different. I'm not going to lie, it's like freedom. I'm happy with it. it. It is a bit of freedom. I will go to running back again because I feel like I'm more solid in in wide receiver, uh, and then I do feel like there's a bit of a drop off soon uh, in some of these uh, running backs. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna look at my rankings here, and I'm gonna go Rashad White because I just think he gets the volume. That's fun. Ooh. I don't think I've seen you take Rashad White. I haven't. I haven't. And I, I actually am more on high on him than you guys probably think. I, I, I'm not absurdly high in terms of rankings, but I yeah. do have trust in him. It just never seems to fall the way that I, I probably – this is probably normally when I'm taking like a quarterback. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> you never even see actually a chance to actually take a running back here. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in on him. Well, we see AJ Dillon and then Jahan Dotson go next. Pat Frymuth goes right in front of Manjot, which now means most teams have got their tight end and all of them except me have got their quarterback. What are you doing here, Manjot? Yeah, I mean, I've got quarterback and tight end, so I'm chill. I think, you know, either running back or wide receiver. You've got perfect balance. (laughs) Yeah, right now, a guy being high on posting pretty much every single week on Patriot Press at this point. George Pickens, he's right there, and I think I'm going to take him. I think this is my second draft in a row where I'm taking George Pickens because I just believe in the kid. I think he's got tremendous talent. I think Pittsburgh... Definitely, you know, pick it developing. I think he's going to develop a bit more this year. I'm mm. excited to see a bit of George Pickens, honestly. So, yeah, give me give me some of that Pickens love. The wide receiver four behind Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, and Christian Kirk. So you're also not putting the weight of expectation on him. Also yeah. knowing that your other flex option is a guy like Damian Pierce because you've got Harrison Gibbs. In your yeah. uh, in your other side, oh, I running. forgot I had Harris too. I did that. I did that double up on the same team again. Uh, yeah, I'm but you're not putting not any pressure on him. <laughs> is, yeah, this moment, is this the moment where I can try and get into Maddie's mind? Oh, give it a crack! All right, go for it. All is right. he thinking? Is he and thinking? Not, pick the bastard. I almost pick want the you to write down because I don't want you to change because uh, all of a sudden I say what you're picking. Okay, um, I have to think... write on my phone. Okay, it's typed. Yeah. Okay. If it's well, I, yeah, I, I'm not on the messenger group, so you can pretty much put it there. It doesn't matter. Um, I think, based on your team, I think you're going. I actually think you're going to go quarterback here. I think you're oh. leaving tight end for the death. I I think you're all over Tua. I think you think that this is massive value <laughs> to get him in the ninth, at the end of the ninth. My tea leaves thing is I think you're taking Tua, and I think there's two people I'm looking at who I think you're going to take, and Same. I think one of them. I think one of them might be slightly too far down. I think you're going to go Tua, and I think you're going to go Brandon Cooks. Oh. <laughs> okay, if, if it's not Tua and Brandon Cooks, who is the other of the two that you thought? Michael Thomas. Oh, wow. They're the three <laughs> people who I love. They they are absolutely three people I love. Um, well, and the, the only thing that would have right. broken that. Well, I got the first one right, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, you definitely got the first one right, and Manjot will tell you, I typed that, and I hit go, yeah. And as you were yeah. speaking, his eyes continued to l- just light up. They absolutely li- lit right up. So that's the pick. I had to. Uh, I wrote it. I've taken him. That's 9-10. I'm going to restart the clock here. Cool. And and you're 100% right. The person I would take in this spot, 
even without your influence, would have been Brandon Cooks. I had been oh, looking wow. just because I'm playing a little bit of a game here. I'm looking at Quentin Johnson yeah. going, because he'd be my fifth wide receiver. Um, or even, you know, Zach Carbonet or uh, or Rashad Penny. But, yeah, look, I'm not going to deny you, Taylor. I'm not going to deny you because you literally got inside my head and uh, you deserve all the plaudits for that because that is 100% what I would do. I would take Brandon Cooks here and I'm going to. Well, how about that? Pass on the back. Pass on the back to Taylor Goodall. And then Trey Lomberg's in Q1 go next. It's Quinton Johnson, Johnston at the uh, at the Chargers. Man, what's up? You got a full clock here, brother. What are you going to do? I'm going to let Manny oh. try and get in my head on my next pick too. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I've filled out the starting positions, looking for my flexes and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going here. Um, yeah, there's there's a few options. Yeah, a bit underwhelming. I think I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go wide receiver, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a piece of Michael Thomas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I think like Michael that. Thomas. It was between him and Tony, and Tony just went the pick before Taylor. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon um Thomas is probably that sort of guy that can have a sort of impact. I think so. Some some. Yeah, I, I think he's very – if he's healthy, that is, obviously. I forgot to add the if healthy uh, caveat <laughs> to him. So, All right, who's trying to get mine? All right, I'm going to try and get in Tay's head here because um, – and I've hit, hit a spot where the guy who I thought Tay would probably want would be Zay Flowers, and he's gone. Well done. I was literally about to say, I'll give you bonus points if you can work out who I was going to take. I, I know that actually would have been easy if I said that because it had to be one of the three guys in front of me. But yeah, no, you're 100%. I would have taken safe Leos. A little bit, but I was looking at it going, right, where's he pick? And before Manjob picked, I'm looking down there when you said, okay, Matty, time to get in my head. That's who I thought. But now that that's gone, I think the options are broader and it's a little harder to tell. I think given the way your team's built, and you've just gone three running backs in a row, if it wasn't for that, I think you would be smashing a bit of Rashad Penny. But because that's not the case, and I think you've got complete freedom to do what you want, the, the wide receivers are probably not – yeah, they're probably not – the hottest bunch, but you, you've shown a penchant to go after Jameson Williams. So he would probably be my next punt. Uh, yeah, you'd be right. It, it is going to be him. My only worry is that I only have three wide receivers and I like to have a little bit more than that in front of him. Uh, I would have, like I said, I would have taken Zay Flowers. We see so and close you know to what? the turn that there would I'm, be no problem gonna, to wrap and get another upside wide receiver so in the I'm next round. Give- I'm going to give you credit by saying that's what I would go, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I get it. I get so it. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Live honestly, your best life, mate. <laughs> but because I honestly, I want to do something a little bit different and I'm going to take Odell. And, you know, this will be the first draft I haven't taken him in. <laughs> so, because honestly- A refreshing just, change. I've talked as much, like, I've, I know me and Jot's kind of said the same thing. Like, I don't have a huge difference between Zay Flails and Odell Beckham. Like, I just think they're both sort of like moonshots at the end of drafts. Uh, I'll be honest, the person I liked the most, and and I he looked awesome in preseason, and I know that doesn't matter, but I, I just think he's looking like he's going to be the back to have. I brought this guy up with Maddie a while mm. ago, and I'm happy for him to try and guess who I'm talking about. I brought him up as someone I had this interesting thought about when he was sitting there at like running back 35 or something or something off the board. And I'm like, is he going to be the one we all missed and thought, why the hell did we miss on this guy? Like it sort of seems like a little bit obvious, like his like path to success this year. Um, do you want to guess, man, George? Do you want to be the one who guesses? Because I feel like I've, I know this one. Oh, so, so wait, is this running back we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, running back. His path to success is clear this it's, year. It's, it's, it's one of those ones where you're going to like – yeah. Let's put it this way. He had a different role last year, and now he's all of a sudden things have cleared up for him, and we're, we're all for some reason putting up for guys either in front of him or equal with him. And we're like, I, I just got this feeling we're just going to look stupid when we're like, well, put it this way. He's, be, he's yeah. in a very uh, – Is it Khalil Herbert? Yeah, yeah, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. I, was about, I was literally about to say he's not in that different of a situation than Tony Pollard. Look at that. We're all in each other's heads. You know what I like about it this year, though, is because we've done so much mocking and we've talked about yeah. all the positions. Then we've talked about our rankings and now we've talked about the divisions and we've done all the mock drafting is that we just know each other inside out. And we know we, the good arguments we're making. We know the reasons we don't like people as well. So it's, it, we I think there's do. more unity on that. 
We do, but that's also why I went a little bit different this this mock. I just like I, I wanted to sort of showcase some of the other guys I'm actually interested in that probably haven't been drafting <laughs> in these mocks. Hundred percent. I mean, and this is a great spot to do that. Manjot's coming off the back of having had three wide receivers in a row now, so it kind of feels like with his quarterback and his tight end sorted, I kind of feel like the position you would go here might almost be San Francisco defense. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> Shit, how many rounds do we have left? Oh, we used to have a long way until we go there. Who do you say I was thinking of? Uh, I was thinking, obviously, Penny and P. Ryan, but um, I don't know. I've got a feeling you might take P. Ryan. I know you took him in Dynasty. You're probably talking yourself into him. Penny uh, and P. Ryan sounds like the worst Penny. TV show ever. <laughs> I was thinking Penny because he's just dropping. He's just dropping a ton. Um, yeah, it's, all, it's all that chat about uh, Kenny Camewell getting all the first uh, team reps. Yeah, oh, oh, I have three seconds. I have three seconds. Um, yeah, it was going to be Penny anyway. But, I um, raced to the top to try and hit pause, but anyway. It's all right. Yeah, I was going to take Rashad Penny anyway. I thought he's just dropping a ton. Uh, his value, his ADP is going down. Uh, yeah, I think I think Penny would be a good pick here. I'm in a position where I'm the only player who doesn't have a tight end. And I don't feel a lot of rush, even though a couple of teams have gone and got a second one now. <laughs> but Kirk Cousins Classic. and Richardson have gone in front of me. Before Penny, uh, we saw Jamal Williams, Gabe Davis, Brian Robinson, and Khalil Herbert. It was Taylor's pick. And then to start yeah. the round, Njoku and, and a chain that running back in it. Miami started the round. Uh, I'm not under a lot of pressure to take a tight end yet. We'll probably take one on the other half of the swing. But in terms of taking guys we talked about this week, you've got upside and, and just going to go get a guy you think is worthwhile considering the investments you make in places. We're talking about how low you can get uh, Elijah Mitchell and any other time I just let him roll. But because I'm at the end and I need 18 people to not think like me before it comes back, um, I'm just going to reach down and grab him. Because I think, again, for the cost here in the 11th round, what he could potentially bring me is worth it. And he's my running back five. So there's not a lot of risk in it. There's a massive chance he doesn't even see the field for my team all year unless something crazy changes. Now I'm in the position where I can do what I want with tight end or I can just let it roll again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take... Dalton Kincaid and just be the yeah, massive nice. upside guy of the last tight end. I haven't taken him Can in I any draft say, before and just do it. It was smart because I actually think I would have taken a flyer on him either this pick or the pick on the way back because just to sort of stack that bitch out with Josh Allen, even though I've got Darren Waller, I was like, you know what, I'll just play an upside play because if Dalton Kincaid all of a sudden turns into a wide receiver and not a tight end, I might even be able to flex it. You got another flex, yeah. And this is the thing, like it's not about – you don't have to worry about whether you've got two tight ends or not because Flex, if you've got a useful enough player, Flex is completely an option. Oh, You're not pigeonholing oh. yourself the same way you are in a one Flex league. These are two Flex leagues that we're drafting. Or I could trade Darren Waller and have Kincaid as my tight end. That's probably the better option. Manjot, what are you doing here, man? You've got a bunch of decisions to make because there's only probably three more players you can pick who want a kicker and a defense. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um Look, I'm not too confident, right? I mean, I've got five receivers, four running backs. I'm not confident in any of the running backs, to be honest. Now, one receiver has been intriguing all of us this offseason. He did get injured in training camp. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jamison Williams. Um, he is oh, still serving that you're suspension. Elijah Moore. I'm going to let him drop to you and let, let you have a bit of a reunion. I hope it does happen it's- like that. So, Jamison Williams for me. It's hard oh, Piran and Harris. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, surely. All right. Now, now there's a chance Taylor could take Elijah Moore. I find it hard to take him when I've already got Amari Cooper. It yep. just, yeah. I don't know. It just seems a little hard. Like, it just sort of seems like a cap dot, up, upside thing. I, I may still do it in some drafts just because he's at the bottom of my, like, you know, roster anyway, just to sort of hope he all of a sudden turns into, like, some sort of Debo role or something. But... Um, yeah. I'll probably leave it just because the people out there are probably just all expecting it. So I like to just uh, throw a curve. Think when they zag, brother. Especially the way I've done this, I, I don't reckon anyone in the world's going to pick my pick here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to the people. I'm going to throw it to you guys. Who do you think I'm going to pick here? I will. I don't know oh, what fuck. I'll do, but I will be incredibly surprised if you pick it. I, I'm I'm looking through the list, looking through the lists of guys. 
It's I I, I honestly I don't think it's gonna be a wide receiver. I think I think personally, and I don't know why, but it's the Albert Moore, Sky Moore. I I have brought him up. That that's not that's a good guess. It wasn't gonna be him, but that is a very good guess because I I said I've said that if I was gonna take anyone from that, hang on, it's uh it's about to go, so you're gonna get very. Oh, oh whoa, 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 where did Bigsby come from? I took him. Oh, okay. I thought that was an auto pick, but say no, no, no. He was well done. He was about six running backs down. Yeah, I just wow. thought you were going to be a wide receiver because you're still only on four wide receivers. So I thought you were probably a little lighter than you'd like to be. At this yeah, point. it's probably where I'm going to go now. Uh, I was looking at Darnell Mooney, just going. That's a, that's a Taylor pick right there. Like talk well, about honestly, well, I know Matt, Maddie's talked up ETN. I honestly think Bigsby's going to be more involved than everyone thinks. I really do. I think he's got an awesome skill set. I think we're going to see a lot of him. I don't think ETN ETN pretty much has said that he doesn't want to catch passes. I think Big is going to be on a lot more third downs than we realize. Uh, I'm not trying to talk down ETN. I think ETN is going to have a good year too, but I just think we're going to see a lot more of Tank Bigsby. And obviously there's the caveat of if uh, ETN went down, I think he just gets Almost everything. Like I, I think he's a clear backup, whereas they kind of almost didn't have a clear backup before. Cut um, to Michael Hasty, being like, "The yeah, fuck did I do to you?" Yeah, I know. To, to cop and stray's old uh, Jamal Hasty over there. Cut to Johnson Jamal Agnew, well. being like, "You can get fucked, mate." <laughs> Eat shit, shit break. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. I've talked up Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, there you go. So it was either Mooney or Mingo, the, and you said to me outright, nope, none of them. I would have said Dubs as well. Uh, the Chigmeister goes next, and then Gino, Cole Comet, right in front of me. <laughs> I have no nice. idea why that's what we do for him, but I'm going to keep it going. I have no It'll idea never why die. that It'll never I, don't die. I don't know why that started. <laughs> I, so I said it simple. once, and then it's just like the thing we do every time now. <laughs> <laughs> no clue, but I love it. It's got this, like, um, yeah, real I, I had this like, weird stiffy it. for him as a late-in tight end <laughs> last year, and then Manjot <laughs> told me I was an idiot, and then I was an idiot, and then all of a sudden I wasn't, but then it was too late, and it was just an absolute <laughs> shambles. And then I, 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 for some reason, decided to make a song about him. <laughs> I won your starts of the week last year, too, with, with that week Mark picked uh, Njoku oh, and we thought he was injured and we and let you just take a, a player. He let me take one person off the waivers and it was, oh, man, he scored like 30. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was bullshit. That's what it was. I think he almost outscored my team that week. Oh, it was gold. All right. Um, this pick, yeah, I've only got 15 seconds left. Yeah, this is it. Uh, this is what yeah. we go. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go. Base drafting. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Honestly, like this pick is, it's like at this end of the draft, I'm like I have no idea nowadays. I feel like I need to do a few more mocks. Maybe last year I was more set in stone. Maybe that's, that's why I lost. What our sandwich do you want? Yeah, there's a few few our sandwiches. I I agree with that. I'm, I'm gonna go with more. I'm gonna get Spamble. Yeah. Why not? I, like I, I talked about him just then, so yeah. Why I not? like it because it's the it's the perfect moonshot. Like anyone out there who's drafting at the end of drafts, take a moonshot. Like don't pick someone who you think's going to score five or six points a game for you because you're not going to be able to get rid of them. You want someone who quickly you can realize this guy's never going to happen. I can get rid of them and pick up a waiver wire pickup, or someone that can break out. You've got it. Yeah. It's got to be one of the two. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Um, I'm going to do something that because we've actually I've thrown an extra round in this. I made it a 16 rounder instead of 15 rounder. No, um, oh. is that it? Actually, just buys me an extra player that um, I think I'm probably going to need tour insurance, and I'm just going to put Dan Jones in there, um, oh, which is fair enough. I probably would have just taken Tyler Algier if he made it to me because um, again, like I just think he picks up a lot of work from Bijan that people aren't talking about, and if anything ever happened to Bijan, he would pick up even more. My last guy on the turnaround, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to just take Darnell Mooney and feel good about it because this is the Taylor thing. He could be not a lot, or he could be a bunch. Whatever. Mooney with the spoon, eh? Derek hey. McKinnon, Greg Dulcich go next. Manjot, you're up. I think I'm going to go running back here. I'm going to go Raheem Mostert. I haven't had enough of him in these sort of drafts. I know he's in a bit of a carry share there with Miami, but I think Raheem Mostert is is a good. 
is a good investment at the end of the draft just because he's yep. got some potential. As Taylor said, always good to take some moonshots at the end of the draft. I think Raheem's one of them. I agree with you. Um, and then we see Devin Singletary, not Devin Doubletary. And, um, oh, the offense actually goes right before him. And then Tyler Boyd, Tay. Already went. What are you doing? Jonathan Mingo for me, mate. The Flamingo, Jonathan Mingo, right in front oh. of Deontay Foreman and Nico Collins. Now the defenses start with the 49ers and the Weagles. Tay, you going to start the kicker run? Yeah, he started the kicker run. That's Tucker. <laughs> Followed by the Cowboys, butt kicker, and McPherson. Man, I just realised I'm on the clock for Dynasty. That just sort of yeah. Came back oh yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you out. afterwards. I can't do it. <laughs> no, I was going to tell you afterwards because yeah, you obviously can't do it. So this is I was the longest I've taken all draft. I normally yeah. do my picks in about four split seconds. These assholes <laughs> at the start end of the draft who just you know fucking sit on the clock and don't oh, no, take any no, picks no. and the ends, the ends. I know. <laughs> Maddie, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's all right, Matty. I, I didn't mean to play you like that. No. Oh, no, why are you going to do me like Tyler, that, man, John? Tyler, Tyler Bass. Sorry, I should, I should be. Ass. Tyler Bass. Yeah, get Tyler onto his dynasty picks real quick. Here we go. Bass, they're going to build defense. Ravens so go next. Uh, Matty C is going to just have a quick look. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take. Um, uh, how can I not take the uh, my mate Brandon McManus and just stack him with ETN? <laughs> will, ETN for the touchdown, McManus for the extra point. <laughs> I will never ever get over the feeling I had when I came up with that McManus joke. And ne- <laughs> next to my son in the hospital, the most like least funniest situation I could ever be in my entire life. So sleep deprived, and I I was sitting there at like four a.m. Came up with that big man's joke and thought I was the funniest fucker in the world. <laughs> yeah, part of it was the most brilliant. <laughs> I know you were sent ramping to up you. to it on the show too. I was just giggling yeah. and giggling, and then you delivered it, and it just put put me over the edge too. It was fantastic. I think I sent it to you like ridiculously early because I just couldn't wait. I was like, I have like <laughs> I'll wait till like the earliest possible time that's okay to send someone a message. I think it was probably like five twenty. <laughs> I would have been up. I was probably marathon training at the time, mate. No worries. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not going to filibuster any longer and it's going to take the Steelers defense because I kind of like them. Carson and Yonway Ku go next. Manjot, your last pick. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, at least they've yeah. updated all the ADPs, by the way. Thank you, Sleeper. Yeah. At least no they commanders. got the fucking ADPs for- No um, commanders and Titans. <laughs> yeah, no commanders and Titans <laughs> on the top. So you don't have to sort by projected points. So I'm just going to go with the Dolphins. Why not? Then the Jets go, the Patriots, Jason Sanders. Do you, know, do you know the irony? The only team that the Titans would be awesome at stopping would be the Titans. That's hilarious. Because, <laughs> because, their, de- because their defensive line and stopping the run is awesome, but they can't stop the pass. So playing against the Titans would be perfect. Whereas it would be the opposite for the Vikings against their own secondary. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be brutal. <laughs> uh, we've got Justin Tucker You're just looking for a defense now today And then we'll wrap it up with two kickers at the end Elliot and Myers He takes the Broncos defense I'd eyed them as well actually Tay. I think they'll be okay It's The only thing I will say Like I didn't do the research obviously at the last minute here If you are picking your defense At least like give a look to the week one matchup Like that that's pretty much what I would do Like going into a draft Just like pick someone who's got a decent week one Like like week one matchup and then just like just stream it from there on that's what pretty much what i do yeah and i think in a 10 team league you can 100 percent do that trickier in a some of the bigger leagues like we're going to spend yeah. a fair bit of time next week talking about what it's like to be in a 16 team league for those who haven't done that before because that's kind of our home ground um so that that's going to be heavily but in 10 team league play the problem with denver play. is they play the chiefs and the charges and if they played either of those i wouldn't want to be playing them <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, against anyone else, I'd feel really confident with them. Yeah, exactly. Who's your team, Tay? Take us from the top to the bottom. Yeah, I, look, let's be honest. I think we, if anyone's listened to the podcast, definitely you guys, it's definitely a different team that I probably have. I, in parts. Like, I think we yeah. all know I was going to take Jamar Chase when he fell to me at three. I've sort of talked yep. him up. Pollard's someone I've also talked up. Like, I've definitely taken him in mocks too, like if he's fallen to me. So, I don't think it's sort of out there, but it's it's definitely a little bit different. I also haven't gone from three, so it was a little bit different. 
Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, so different. Like, I, I've actually taken Jalen Hurts if I've taken an early quarterback, and I have. Yeah. That's because I have Jalen Hurts in my rankings as one. I just wanted to go a little bit of a different direction, just see sort of how it looked. Um, look, I'm fine with Josh Allen. I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's worth a third-round pick. I probably wouldn't be the one doing it, but I just wanted to try it here. Uh, Keenan Allen and Amari yeah. Cooper, I love the value on both of them. I, I think they could easily be oh, – I, I don't think they have top five upside, uh, but I think they both are going to sit on the edge of that top ten. Um, I think they're, they're – I just think they're so going to be so – it's hard to say Amari Cooper's consistent. I know what we've seen from him in the past, but I just think he's going to be more consistent than we've seen the last couple of years because Deshaun Stevenson uh, – Deshaun Stevenson, fuck me. I've got Stevenson <laughs> on the brain. Deshaun Watson is going to take that step forward, and I just think there's no one else there but Amari Cooper, and it's just going to be funneled through him. So – and then we all obviously I've talked up the charges and why I think Keenan Allen's going to be great. I think he's still a great route runner. Um, so I think that's great value there. Waller is a massive difference for me. I don't think I've ever taken the tight end in the middle there. I'm sort of normally no, adverse to taking a middle round uh, tight end, but I am warming to Waller. I, I don't know. Like there's just something about him. I just think he's going to get so many targets in that offense. And I'm starting to see him as just that locked and loaded top five, whereas I didn't see that before. Um, so I just thought I'd take a shot at him, see how it goes. Uh, my boy, David Montgomery, that's, you know, no one's going to be surprised by that. No <laughs> way. By being taken him. I know it is a bit of a reach, but I'm probably going to reach for him in a lot of drafts. I just think he's completely underrated this year. And I like to stamp my authority on that. Sort of my favorite part in fantasy is like finding a guy and sort of reaching for him in all drafts and just taking a shot. Uh, and he's going to be that guy for me this year that I plant my flag on. Uh James Cook, I moved him up to I think it was twenty one. I think he yeah. I think I moved him slightly back again after all the cook stuff, but I think I had him around twenty two, twenty three. Uh I'm keen on him. I think he's gonna have a great year. I think he's the best running back they've got. Uh and I just think he's the one of the upside that if everything goes right for him, uh, I think he's got a three down workload. So Yep, I think in a great offense, he's got a great shot. Rashad White, um, I sort of went three running backs in a row there because I felt like that was probably where I was weakest. Uh, Rashad White's sort of end of a tier a bit, I find there. Um, I just find that he's going to be a volume play. Um, kind of almost reminds me of Connor without the passing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just think he's just going to get so much volume on the ground. The issue is going to be that offensive line for the for the Bucks and the fact they're probably not going to score a lot of points. So I don't think he's a ceiling play. I just think he's that guy that I don't mind being as my running back for because I just think he's a plug and play in one of these flex spots if I need him. So I just thought he was a fine play there. Uh, took a moonshot on OBJ in the 10th. Yeah. Um, Definitely not someone I've taken before, but I, I was interested in Flowers and I sort of see Odell and Flowers similar. I know they couldn't be any more different players if you tried. I know one's a rookie and one's been in the league for a long, long time, but I just think I, I don't mind taking a shot on this Ravens offense because I think there's reasons to be optimistic about the passing game this year. Um, just obviously the changing coordinator. Um, they I saw a stat. That, um, it was unbelievable. It was something like they ran – Three wide receiver sets, 12% of their plays last year. The league average was 61%. Oh, and Christ. Or was that the yeah. old guy? Uh, no, the old guy is Greg Roman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so is it Munkin that's got, got Yeah, there? I'm pretty sure Todd Munkin is yeah, the yeah, coach. Yeah. He's the OC. He's the OC. Yeah, yeah. I've just so he, that. in his last couple of roles, he had a three wide receiver set 81%. Of his of his place, so the, the the chances of there just being more opportunity for passing and just more opportunities for the wide receivers, it's just, it's just really really high. So yeah, I just want to take a shot at one of those guys. Uh, I'll try and go just a bit quicker. Khalil Herbert, I've talked up on what I think his upside is. Eleventh uh, round, I think it's a no brainer. Tank Bigsby is someone I probably haven't talked about. Uh, like I said in the draft, I just think there's an opportunity for him to get the third down role and. Look, I'm not trying to talk down Etienne. I think he's a great player, but I just think there's a chance for him to be the backup and and, and take a fair bit. So he's a bit of a handcuff, I guess you'd take. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, I really like his talent, and I just think if Jordan Love does actually have a better season than people think, I just think he's going to be one of the big recipients of it. Jonathan Mingo, again, moonshot. Um, he's the kind of guy you might be able to sort of flick early if he's not working. Obviously, it's not great having a rookie as the quarterback, but... I think him himself is a big talent. 
And uh, I really do think he is the best wide receiver talent-wise on that team. Not to say that guarantees that he's going to be the best in fantasy. You never got guys like Thiel in there, but I just think he's worth a moonshot. And then obviously Justin Tucker and Denver, and Denver just sort of rounding it out. Can I just say real quickly, the player on your team who I'm the most attracted to out of all of them is the one that's the funnest to say, Jonathan Mingo. Mingo, Mingo. <laughs> and Mingo was his name-o. Man, John, you oh. came in at seven. I want to talk down your team. Take us for the ride. Tell us about who you got where. Why? Wait, are we talking up my team or talking down my team? What were we talking about? Like you you said- that was so quick. I thought I'd gotten away with that. Wow. This guy yeah. is going to be a lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, you ain't getting shit away from like that, Maddie. That, 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 yeah. that was just too easy. I really thought I, I, I got that on three. I knew what you were trying there, all right? I, I thought... I know you were talking about talking down the list, but I thought you were going to talk down my team. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, he is firstly, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'll go a little quicker than Taylor did. Oh, I went yes. very wide. Yeah, went very wide receiver heavy throughout the draft. I uh, started up the top two, Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown. Just thought those two were like slam dunk picks where they were. I just thought those two were just the easiest picks to take there. I didn't really trust too many of the running backs um, early on, I think, especially around that turn where you had B. John, Saquon, and Chubb. I mean, I trusted them, but they didn't make it to me. You know, that's what they didn't make it to me in that second round. So uh, I didn't trust many people after that, except maybe Tony Pollard or Henry. I thought maybe those two, but apart from that, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, on to the third round and the fourth round, I got Harrison Gibbs as my running backs after passing on running back in the second round. I had to go with someone. So I, I felt like um, I went with Harris. I was thinking about ETN. Thought he could come back on the turn. I forgot Maddie was a Jags fan and it was not going to happen. So, yeah, that's why I went with Gibbs afterwards. I thought it was very, very heavy water bet territory for me. A lot of guys have been water betting were on the clock at that point. So I, I went with Jimmy Gibbs out all of them just because I went with Devo a few drafts and I've gone Brees Hall, uh, maybe a couple drafts. So I thought Gibbs, it was his time. Haven't taken him yet. And then, you know, round five, got Justin Herbert. Just thought that was an easy pick. I, I mean, I, I, I knew I was going to get Damian in the sixth round. I knew he was going to come back to me. It was a bit hard considering the ADP there. But once he came back to me, it was all worth it. So it worked out perfectly that turn. And then the seventh round, Dallas got it. Thought that was a good pick at tight end. Then eighth round, Christian Kirk. Then I started a bit of a receiver run. Then went George Pickens, Michael Thomas. So I really like Kirk, Pickens, and Thomas as receivers. I just think those three really can be solid contributors. I think just them, having them as my wide receiver threes, I'm not too fussed about that. I think that's pretty good. It's a two-flex league, too. So um, Kirk would be starting for my team. I, I think that's not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Rashad Penny in the 11th, then Jamison Williams in the 12th. I think that was a decent one. Um, I mean, Rashad Penny, not really sure about him, but having him as my running back forward, don't have too much weight on him. So, can have him a few weeks here and there. It's, it's going to be all right. And then Jamison Williams, he's going to be my wide receiver six. There's five guys ahead of him. I can stash him on the bench for a bit. And then 13th round, Sky Moore. Yeah, I like the upside. Wide receiver seven, why not? And Raheem Mostert, round 14, pretty good. And then we're kicking defense. So, yeah, I I, so, I think this one was solid. I, I think this one would probably be a B- minus in my grades. I'll give this like a 7 out of 10, to be honest. I, I'm not going to go too high on it. But, yeah, I think 7 out of 10 is a fair one. Fair grade for this for me. A boom. And it looks like you're pretty happy with you. There was really that decision you had around do you go a little earlier on the guys that you want like Pollard or um or Jacobs as you're running back going a little earlier or do you just bank on getting a really great wide receiver well that sort of seemed like you're pretty happy with that decision point in the direction you went but yeah you get those moments in a draft where you have to make that critical decision and and sometimes you love it and sometimes you hate it but that's why you practice it here because um if you make the wrong decision on draft day because you weren't familiar with the options uh, you'll just be kicking yourself for a whole season. I kicked it off with Saquon Barkley and CeeDee Lamb. I've stayed 
NFC East on that one. I've got so few shares of Lamb this year. I just thought it was worthwhile giving it a bash. But then from here, gee, a lot of this looks like guys I love. I've taken a lot of these guys in a lot of drafts. <laughs> uh, ETN, Metcalf, Hopkins, Sanders have been staples of teams I've picked. And to get them all, it's kind of, I kind of feel like I've just won Pokemon. <laughs> just caught He's them won all. the draft. He's won the draft. <laughs> Amazing. It does I can't claim like- that. Your team looks more like a Maddie team than definitely what my team looks like a Dale team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There's still those hallmarks that make you know it's a Taylor team, like a Mari in the fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Sanders and in the so, sixth is a Maddie C play. A Montgomery in the uh, early seventh. There. Montgomery in the seventh. Like. Yeah, and a boot up the ass as well. That's also <laughs> – I get that yeah, from it. Taylor a lot too. Um, look, where, where my draft got fun was when I got to the point where I could take Cook now that he's actually got somewhere to land. He was going 7-7 last week without a team. So I think there was the fall off of him still not having a team. Now he's got a team. I just don't think it's corrected back the other way far enough yet, although I don't expect to sky high. And I went a little earlier than probably should on Addison, but because he's a sky shot as my fourth wide receiver, and I've later on taken a pretty sturdy Brandon Cooks behind him anyway. Does it really matter if he pays off or not? No, if he does turn into something, uh, Cooks might be someone you can sell to somebody who is just desperate for someone who can catch a few balls. Tua was just... This is Taylor in the tea leaves, by the way. Um, That Tua and Brandon Cook's pick, he he foresaw this. He foreskinned the hell out of this from, oh, gosh, the other, a a different dimension, and he completely nailed it. What I've been trying to do where I do take Tua, uh, and I feel like I've got the bench space to do it, is take a bit of quarterback insurance. So later on, I've taken Daniel Jones for that reason uh, because Tua has definitely shown his, his... He's got some fragilities around how you might feel about his health. Elijah Mitchell is literally just to try and swoop in on if he gets any volume or if, um, you know, poor chump who took Christian McCaffrey 101 uh, has a tough time. And then Dalton Kincaid was my upshot at a tight end. It was the last team to take a tight end and the last team to take quarterback. So why not? And we'll see what happens there. My last fodder was Darnell Mooney because if he turns into something, you can trade him. If he doesn't, I'll just cut him. McManus and the Steelers. Wouldn't you like to have some steel in McManus? I've got all of it. That's my draft done. I'm actually, there's so much of that. It's just a Matty C draft. Next time around, I'm going to shake it up a bit more. It's important to cover your anus. <laughs> with steel. McManus. Gentlemen, thank you very much for going through this process with me again. We have got a 16-team mock draft next week What's with that? a super special guest. Both of you are going to... You're going to need adult nappies when I tell you. You are going to shit yourself. It's going to be so good. Uh, But we're also going to go through the the AFC and NFC South as well, which is great because, Taylor, that's our home ground. Finally, it's going to be the last division we cover, and it's our home ground. The good thing is, too, and, like, I am probably the least biased person when it comes to fantasy about my own team. Like, if anything, I reckon I go the other way. Like, I actually think I am more hard harder on my team than I probably should be. Like, just because I, I, I constantly look at the way that the team's going and I think I'm probably a little bit too hard on them um, when it comes to fantasy. So, <laughs> I, if, if you hear me talk up the Titans, by it means I'm really, really talking them up because often I don't. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think this is yeah. one year where I'm a bit more bullish on Jags because I can see the trajectory we've had. So, I might as well lean into it because the Jags, we never have anything to cheer about. So, why not? Really, probably God in our corner is that we've got that ability to be pretty objective about fantasy because we the love here is fantasy. We, we're into our NFL teams, but when we're talking fantasy, we're talking fantasy, and the allegiance system yep. teams does get diminished quite a lot because it, the fantasy is a serious fucking business. Taylor's winning every league he goes into for the last three years, and it's not because he's a fucking Titans homer of fantasy. No, no. He surveys the market, and he's an excellent fucking player, and if you're not listening to him about everything that isn't the Ramondre Stevenson thing, then you're probably doing fantasy wrong. I think it's fair to say that all those title teams I've won with probably don't have a Titan on it. Probably. Probably. And if you've got one, then it's the guy who was the upside play. Yeah. And it's not about uh, an allegiance to a team or a, a favorite player. It's about understanding the market value and understanding the trend. And and that's something yeah. that I think we all do relatively well anyway without our allegiance to our teams. But Taylor specifically has had so much success in recent years in pretty well any format of league you can imagine as well, um, that it is well worth taking time to really write down and, and focus on some of the things that Taylor gives us here. Because the proof has been in the pudding, brother. It really has. Thanks, mate. It's a lot more kumbaya between you and I and this episode than earlier. We had to even it up. 
Hundred percent. Get over here. I'm going to lick your face. I love you, mate. <laughs> Look at that, uh, gentlemen. Thank you again. Have a really great week. Go and fantasy yourselves up, and we'll get back for the NFC and AFC South next week and the massive mock draft. I cannot wait. And good luck to everybody out there in fantasy land. For the Aussie Gridiron Network, we are the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show, and we'll catch you next week. Thank Hooroo. you, everyone. Hooroo! This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Yeah, I had all the grand ideas in the lead-up to this pick, and, uh, <laughs> and every fucking one of them went out the window. <laughs> and he had just an absolute hodgepodge of horseshit at quarterback last year. It was unbelievable. But I totally agree with Taylor, and I'm sure he doesn't get many of that. Aussie? And maybe, yeah, maybe, man, just because we spent a lot more time together, you're my flavour of the month. NFL? 80s. Madden rating? <laughs> Fantasy. I really just don't like fantasy football. Well, I think I'm yeah. here. <laughs> I need an explanation yeah. before I bet your ass. Have I ever been considered smart, though? I'm not sure. I'm waiting on Tyler and Taylor, so you and me both, we're both going to get absolutely we're gonna fucked. ride that dragon. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Yeah, I've just won the draft. <laughs> yes, I've just won the draft. <laughs> <laughs>